0: Just having a sick child can be super stressful. But when they refuse to take their medicine, it becomes a whole new level of stress and worry. What do you do when no amount of bargaining and pleading and begging will get your kid to take their medicine? We'll tell you the secret to getting your child to take their medicine, and it's way better than a spoonful of sugar. And since we're talking about medicine, What kind of vitamins are the best kind to give to your child? Today on the podcast, we'll answer that question, and it might just surprise you. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here.
1: Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, this
2: is Lauren from North Carolina. We're desperate for help with getting our 10-month-old daughter to take medicine. She absolutely refuses to drink it out of a syringe or those tiny little medicine cups. And we've tried mixing it with some applesauce or some other purees, but that doesn't seem to work either. And I'm worried that she's not getting the full dose or that it's not as effective if we're mixing it. Do you guys have any tried and true tricks for this? And any help is much appreciated.
3: Oh, we have the magic. Oh, my god, And it's going to make you happy. This makes so many people happy. Now, I am not a big fan of chocolate. I like it. Like, I'll eat chocolate, but it's not
0: your favorite. It's not not
3: my my favorite favorite. either. But give me a big bag
0: of potato chips. I'm good to go. Yeah.
3: Well, we can't mix medicine with potato chips. Darn it. However, and this is what the scientists have said, there is actually real studies that they did to help children because so many of them didn't want to take medicine to mask the flavor of medicine. And do you know what was number one on the list? Chocolate, chocolate lovers, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And you can get the you know this the liquid chocolate, like the little Hershey's, little, yeah, whatever. little squeezable. Yeah. And you asked a great question. So will mixing it affect the effectiveness? Efficace. Yeah, the efficacy. Uh, the answer is no. No, it won't at all um, so it's totally fine to mix that now we have a couple of options we have absolutely we can mix it with chocolate and that covers the taste better than anything We can also there are some compounding pharmacies that can put it in some flavors that she enjoys that are a they like better. a bubble gum flavor yes yeah. or you can request some of the flavors if you have a compounding pharmacy near you um, and then there are some tips and tricks with getting them to take it in a syringe. So with that syringe, we really
0: one of the things I think that we we do as parents sometimes is shove it right in the center of their mouth and squirt it straight to the back of their throat, and they're gagging and like fighting that. it and you know <laughs> right. throwing a fit. And um, but one of the ways that we have personally found is by taking that syringe, putting it more towards the cheek. And towards the back of the mouth, and doing very small amounts at a time, just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Uh, Sometimes pinching those cheeks almost like a fish face um, (laughs) will help them
3: to have
0: to swallow. It's almost like a reflex, so they'll swallow. Uh, so that they can't spew it out everywhere.
3: The efficacy will be um, decreased if they spit (laughs) it on you. (laughs) Which will happen. You may have to get a little extra because, yeah, yeah, they do spit. And it does help when we put the syringe kind of down the molar line, actually. Um, But I know what you guys are thinking, because we have kids and they're mobile, so it is a moving target. Oh my gosh, it's like wrestling Mm -hmm. an alligator. But if you're wrestling an alligator, one of the best things to do is to take both arms, put those arms so that the elbows are right next to the ears. Like if we just have to, like we'll start playing tickle monster, tickle monster, tickle monster, and then take those arms right on either side of the ears. And that helps to keep their head still, and their arms out of the way. And they'd be like, oh, now it's the medicine time. Just a little medicine bit in each monsters. cheek. And, you know, we can just make it fun. And they'll half cry and half laugh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that thing that's happening. Um, but it just helps to kind of keep their head still. It keeps their arms still. And we can make it kind of silly fun and just little teeny tiny bits there towards the back of their throat with some kisses right on their forehead. Yes,
0: I think that's so important, Jennifer, is to – to talk about our uh, body language and mm-hmm. the atmosphere that we're creating, because listen, I get it. You know, if you have to give a kid antibiotics twice a day mm. and you're fighting them and you're exhausted and you've been up all night and, you know, and here it is one more time to have to do this, you know, I our don't body fight. language, we can be, we can look pretty frustrated and we mm. can be. Uh, So if we can kind of work on setting that atmosphere, try to make it just as fun and silly, even as she is kicking and screaming and throwing a fit, uh, blowing raspberries on their belly and kissing their little forehead, uh, we should be able to get that in fairly quickly. But I would try some
3: chocolate. That would work. And now we also want to throw this out there. Sometimes you can get antibiotics, especially, especially if that's what we're having to administer, in an injection form. And then that happens once at the doctor. Nobody loves that. No. But then you're done. Right. So and sometimes that's an option with some kids who are just really, really averse to being able to get the medication that they need to be healthy. Um, you know, And so sometimes they, they do have that an is injectable an option. option. Yeah. And it won't, you know, we, we typically don't go that
0: option- as a first option no. right we're going to we're going to attempt to try this and really what's going to determine that is when you go back in for that recheck of that ear or that sore throat or that urinary tract infection or whatever is going on when you go back in and you're like hey doc you know we probably got 25% of this medicine in and and it's obvious that they're not getting better Uh, then that is an option that needs to be on the table.
3: Which we never want to use as a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Okay, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. like, I'm going to take you in and we're going to get a shot. No. no, Okay, let's be very Mm -hmm. clear about that. No, no, that's a surprise. We don't let them know until it's right about to happen. Then we just get out of there when we're done. That's right. Um, No, we don't want to use that as a quote-unquote punishment for not taking it. So just keep that in mind. We want, you know, if they ever do have to get a shot, we just want that to be, Um, a surprise. They're, you know, we'll find out right there at the doctor's office. It works best that way. We don't want them to anticipate and be afraid of going to the doctor. And so that will backfire. I mean, if you have your choice of chocolate or a shot, I think most of us can very comfortably say that we would pick chocolate, even if it's not our favorite. Chocolate covered you know potato chips maybe at the hey. end of that would be a great little reward so can we kind of bribe them into taking that as well the answer is yes yes we can so you can have a little something you don't usually get when you take your medicine well that we're, we're good with that I think we've both done that oh yeah I know I've done it M&M's were great mm-hmm. little Hershey's kisses oh mm. Laura I am going to introduce you to something fantastic you know, you and I have worked a long time, and we have put a lot of babies to sleep and toddlers to sleep. And our own kids. Yes, all eight of them. And now I'd like to introduce you to the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress by Colgate. Colgate. They have been so
0: instrumental in listening to what we wanted what we knew that our families need it and then walking us through that process and it has been so much fun.
3: We're dedicated to providing a safe sleep environment for families. So this crib mattress checked every box. We went to Colgate. Their family owned and operated. We met with them. We toured the facility and we saw all the things that they could do. We had a long list, Laura and I, of what we would ideally want, the safest environment in which to put your baby and get those great long nights of mom's on-call sleep. And they met and exceeded Every single one. One of
0: the things that's at the top of our list, Jennifer, was safety. We wanted to make sure that this mattress was safe. And by safe, one, it's durable. It's got a 5.5-inch thick, high-quality foam mattress that's made from plant-based oils and a soft cover that goes over it that helps with that waterproofing. And it's lightweight, Jennifer, which makes for those nighttime sheet changes so much easier.
3: And there will always be those, especially through toddlerhood. But you know what? this safety, when we talk about foam, when we talk about the plant-based oils, I think that we all think Yes, but does it off-gas? And what Colgate has is a hypoallergenic, phthalate-free, GreenGuard Gold and certi-pure, U.S. certified safe for no harmful emissions. It is tested and it is as safe as it gets.
0: One of the things that I think is so important as well is the fit of that mattress. One, you want to make sure that your crib mattress fits snug. We did square corners for a snug and safe crib fit. And this mattress fits all standard size American cribs and toddler beds.
3: So you really can sleep and grow safely with Moms on Call and Colgate.
2: Hi, Lauren, Jennifer. Hope you guys are doing well. This is Bailey from Austin, Texas. And I have a seven year old, an eight year old, and a surprise 18 month old. <laughs> um, so, a lot has changed since my oldest kids were babies, especially when it comes to things like vitamins and supplements for kids. Is there anything that you guys definitely recommend for toddlers or young kids that I should be giving my 18 month old? Everything just seems to be really expensive. So I'm trying to figure out what would be the most important things to give my daughter at 18 months, if anything at all. I'm pretty sure I didn't give my older kids anything. So I'm just a little confused. What is the most important thing that I should be giving her as far as vitamins go? Anything we should watch out for or definitely avoid? Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help.
3: Yes, this is a fantastic question. And the answer is real food. What do you need to give them? Real food.
0: Real food. Variety, Mm. variety, variety. Now, the next question that you're going to ask is, yeah, but they don't seem to eat anything at all
3: it always seems like they're not eating enough. <laughs> and look like, at the chubbiest little kids because 18 month olds are just naturally oh gosh, just chubby. They are so much fun. Yeah. And you can look across the room and be like, "Yep, that kid's doing okay." Yep. Um and like they can survive on macaroni and cheese for a week at a time. They just it is amazing. We get we are a nutrition obsessed culture. We just are. And I understand and there's so much information available to us. So there's a couple of Guidelines that we want to give you. And one of the things is yes, whole foods, real foods, variety. Those are the things that we need that has never changed. There are a few things that have changed since your seven year old was here. And now we have some available options to get some of the common allergens into our kids' diets. Yes in the form so of yeah, puffs and whatnot to get enough of the peanut and some of the shellfish. And so, you know, we do have those options. And we've partnered with some really great companies that create these things to reduce the incidence of allergies. Mission Mighty Me is
0: is one that I really think that they have done such an incredible job at not only creating a wonderful product, but also in teaching and really encouraging families to, yes, you know, here's an easy way to do it, but feed your kids, get that variety, feed them those high allergen foods as well. And, you know, yes, we understand that occasionally your pediatrician may recommend uh, an iron supplement. An iron supplement, according to, to those checkups. So when you need something more than what food is giving, then your pediatrician is the best one to look.
3: Not uh, the Versus
0: internet. the, you know, <laughs> going and grabbing the newest, you know, vitamin gummy that's out there. Um, let's look at their diets first. And then let's work with our pediatrician to try and fill in any gaps that may be there.
1: Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.